There is such a thing called conscious consciousness. In terms of consciousness. In terms of consciousness. What consciousness is. You're listening to Explain the Brain from the Mind Science Foundation. In a busy doctor's waiting room in Brooklyn, my friend Truthy and her son Ari sit with a book. Did you ever hear of Mickey? How he heard a racket in the night. The air conditioner's blasting, there's babies crying, other kids playing with blocks. But Ari's transfixed. And they have baking soda and they have salt. And they're gonna sing their song. Yeah, what's happening there? Who is that? Egg on Mickey. Yeah, he's putting an egg on Mickey. This kind of reading to kids, it's just what good parents do, right? That wasn't always the case. Catherine Snow researches learning and language at Harvard. And back in the early 70s, this kind of parent involvement in reading, it was pretty overlooked. The dominant view was that kids' language development was pretty much innate, and you just had to give them a little bit of exposure. People thought kids' vocab and reading skills, they were just kind of ingrained, ready to unfurl. And it seemed clear to me that it was unlikely to be true. I mean, clearly some kids have very large vocabularies and some have very small. Snow figured this had to do with home life. Some kids got better language practice than others. But this idea of an environmental influence on word skills, it made her a bit of a rebel in the language development community. So Snow recruited a bunch of families with young toddlers. The idea was she'd see how early home life related to later reading skills. We went into the homes and took some toys along and asked moms to play with the kids the way they normally would. We took a book and asked them to read the book together. She then studied these conversations. And what we found was that in some families, the book reading was all about naming the pictures, right? So what's this? How many are there? What color is it? And in other families, it was much richer conversation. Why do you think he liked that apple? What do you think he's going to eat next? Snow came back to see how these kids were doing in elementary school and having rich conversations as a toddler. It tied in with literacy because those experiences predicted children's vocabulary and children's vocabulary skills predicted their literacy outcomes very powerfully from early on. So not only was her idea right, language development wasn't just said, it totally depended on the early environment, but also she'd found this strong link between early vocab skills and later reading skills. It would surprise a lot of people who think that in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, literacy is all about knowing letters and sounds. It turns out it's knowing the vocabulary that really helps kids learn to read. Snow's theory that environment could influence language development, it got more support from an intervention study. She and her colleagues coached parents whose kids lagged in vocab skills. And when the parents started having richer conversations and reading time with their kids, the kids' vocabs improved. The same sort of thing happened with interventions in a school setting. So after all this, Snow's rebel idea that parent involvement could affect vocabulary, it's become the norm for conscientious parents like Shruti. And other research has shown that as young as one year of age, babies can pick up vocabulary cues from their parents that affect their later learning. So I asked Snow, knowing that parent involvement really can affect kids' reading skills, what can parents be doing? They should be talking to kids about what's going to happen tomorrow. They should be reminiscing with kids about what happened yesterday or last week at the birthday party to help them organize their their memories for personal experiences and for domains of knowledge. If you're a parent and all this advice kind of stresses you out, I don't blame you. But Snow has something to say about that. 
I think you should be not worried, but very, very uh, interactive. And every parent is going to put a kid in front of the television at some point or other, because they'll drive you crazy if you're with them the whole time. But, but you can even talk about what's going on in television, and that's been shown to be much more effective than just letting them watch on their own. For Explain the Brain, I'm Audrey Quinn. I want to give a shout out this week to our listeners in Munich. You guys are second only to New York City as far as the number of listens on SoundCloud, so thanks for that. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, please do give us a rating. If you'd like to find out more about the Mind Science Foundation, you can go to mindscience.org.